Hey everyone, I am Carly. Welcome to It's Hard Being Human podcast featured by Postpirations. Before we jump in, I want to let you guys know to follow our socials, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at Postpirations. Also check out our Patreon page, It's Hard Being Human. There's a couple ways you can follow us and support us. Um, or as always, we appreciate a follow on those social media accounts. Hi everyone, I'm Nadine. So I'm pretty much introducing like the the overall ground basis of what uh, It's Hard Being Human pretty much is. And throughout this segment, you guys will get an opportunity to get to know all three of us independently, our backgrounds, what we stand for, pretty much what we don't stand for, all of our, um, like pretty much all of our different intricacies, but you'll get a chance to adapt to each person's personality and, you know, experience this, this journey called life with us and, and how we are pretty much navigating through it every day. We all have beautiful backgrounds. We all have beautiful intentions and we hope that, you know, through our vision and through our mistakes and through our obstacles, you all can be inspired and we can, you know, uh, change some lives or you guys can help change our lives pretty much. Yeah. My name is Devin and I created Postpirations and it's hard being human. And I had the idea of bringing these beautiful ladies together to create this magic, mo magical moment. Um, a little bit behind the scenes uh, info about all of us. Um, Nadine is my best friend of 23 years. Carly has been my cousin for a lifetime and <laughs> they really haven't known each other for long. And I'm so excited for you all to get to know them and their different personalities. And as you'll see, we have very different personalities, but our hearts and I think our intentions are the same. Um, in 2020, I tried to start a business with Postpirations and sold some merch and it was really difficult doing it on my own. And I had supporters and friends and family that really supported me. And now just having this team of women with me, I'm really excited for what this is going to be and for everyone to stay tuned and get to know my the women closest to me. So um, mm -hmm. my intention is just for all of us to just, I'm so excited that we're all so vulnerable and it's aligned in this uh, moment for us to be able to have a platform to speak our minds. And I feel like, so I'm gonna hop in because I remember when Devin brought this up to me <laughs> of like her ideas, cause I had previously had a podcast, so I love mm -hmm. talking. Um, and our conversations that we always have on the phone, they always somehow end up so deep <laughs> and we just like are reflecting on life and, you know, so, and then she had told me about Nadine and how their conversations are pretty much the exact same. And I mean, if you ask me to talk, of course. Well, you don't need to ask me to talk. I'm talking regardless. <laughs> I just, yeah. Wow. You know. I'm going to have an opinion on anything. Um, and even if not in the moment, I'll think about it. And then I'll let you know my thoughts on that. So I'm excited. Yeah, exactly. So I'm excited um, for this podcast just because I'm really excited to see um, the topics that we're going to jump into. And like Devin and Nadine had said, we're all different, but we all kind of share the same intentions. So I'm excited to um, like hear different perspectives and like agree to disagree and share those perspectives. Um, yes. <laughs> Awkward silence. I don't know. Sometimes that will happen too. Um, 
But um, so are we ready for some questions or would you guys like to go a little bit more background? Let's go in for the questions. Let's do it. All right. So I have some questions that I would like to ask you ladies and for everyone to hear. Um, what is important to you in a friendship? Oh, so I'm going to go first because I'm a scholar. Um, what's important to me in a friendship is trust and loyalty above all. Um, I like to be able to, whomever I select to be in my circle, they have to be loyal. And I know when a person thinks about like loyalty and their mind, you know, it, it fluctuates for me, just pretty much just being your authentic self. Like I know I can count on you to tell me the, the truth, even if it hurts my feelings. And in this day and age, that's what lacks with so many girls, which is why I didn't have a lot of girls growing up as friends, because that, that type of honesty lacked where they would tell you like one thing in front of your face. And then like behind your back, it would be something else. I'm like, I need somebody in my life. That's going to be like, Hey chick, you got a booger in your nose. I respect that because that means that somebody <laughs> that cares about me, that's going to ensure that I'm not going out. I know that that's a very sensitive subject for you, um, Carly. I know that you've experienced it, you know, making some examples out of people. Um, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's why, yeah, you know, I just got me to shine. That's what I do. I got a block these shots, yes. Devin. <laughs> but yeah, just this loyalty Loyalty and trust above all. If I can't trust you, it's it's a deal breaker for me. I have to be able to trust you. It's not that you're not going to make mistakes or whatever, but for me, overall, trust cannot be violated. So those are the two uh, greatest things for me when it comes to friendship. For me, I feel like um, effort and then, like, who do you show up? You know, like, are you going to show up for me when I need you? And I guess that would kind of go with like trust and loyalty, but like, I, I, um, I think effort, you know, because it's a two way street. And I think as we get older, it's harder, it's hard to put that effort in. There's so many relationships and so many, you know, work, family, friends, if you have kids, your partners. And sometimes I think our friends kind of get put on the back burner. Well, honestly, and they can feel what does effort mean to you? Because oftentimes I feel like in this generation, when we say effort, a person feels like they have to be in your face all the time. Define effort. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't want that. No. But because don't get me wrong, we do have lives and it gets busy. But just like you know, if you can't, you know, like occasional texts here and there. And like Devin had said, I have a friend who she lived long distance. And sometimes we would go a couple months, no communication because life happened. But then, but we would check in on, on each other here and there. And like, that's what I think is important of like, you know, we're going to be busy. Life is going to catch up with us. There might be a month, two months where like, we don't see or talk to each other, but then knowing like, if we catch up, it, it falls right back into place. And then also like showing up for me, like if my friend is going through something or if I'm going through something, I want to know that like, if I call, they'll be, they'll be there, you know? And like, again, I think that goes back to like, we have to understand that life happens. So like my friends, you know, they might be in the middle of a crisis too, but just, you know, like, Hey, I see you're going through something. Like, can I call you tomorrow? That's a better time. And we can talk or whatever, but just like, I, going back to like that effort to me that's what it is but no not like I'm not that friend that's like gonna expect you to talk every single day or I mean I have some friends that I do call every day but 
detached effort. Like if you're put pouring into the relationship, the relationship's pouring back into you and you are assets to each other versus like, like Nadine said, Absolutely. kind of like the saying something to my face, but then behind my back. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of all goes hand in hand. Um, and I think that kind of both of those answers kind of bring um, to light why this, like you two mean so much to me is because of the fact that I've had hard conversations with both of you. You both have hard conversations with me and we've still figured out a way to like go through that hard, the hard part. And then we come back to like, we love and care for each other. And that's why we're having these hard conversations. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, I really, I appreciate that. But the matched effort I think is really important. I, so I think a combination of the two of your answers is just um, literally why we're sitting here today with each other. Because <laughs> um, originally this podcast was really, I wanted my mom and Carly to do the podcast together. And I think they're just both the most out, you know, spoken, blunt women in the world. Um, so we will have Melanie's perspective on the show um, soon enough, yeah, <laughs> 100%. All right, next question. How do you think we've lasted through distances, hardships, and being so different? How do you think we've all meshed um, and kept this? I'm going to go first because I'm a scholar. (laughs) I'm an innovator. You can't be a duplicator, sis. You're going to have to have your own lines, okay? (laughs) Whoa. Um, We've lasted, Devin, because we're blood. No, I'm kidding. That's that's Um, probably why. Just because we've been forced to, you know, like family reunions, dinners, yes, our our moms talk all the time and ask us if we're friends. No, Um, I think because like, again, going back to like if change, because there's been times where months, you know, six months gone by, we didn't really talk. a lot of times where I didn't want to talk to Devin. Oh, well, I wouldn't say that. I just like walked into the but we pick right back up. I'll be like, you know, I'll I mean, kill for her. I might want to kill for her at the moment, but I'll kill for her. Both of you. Yeah. Let me quick the question. How do you think we've all lasted through distances, hardships, and being so different? So can we, uh, you know. Well, in my defense, I just met Nadine. So we'll have to see how we last through distances we will. and hardships. We will. But Devin, for you, I think, um um we we sir, you know because you've had other friends that are long distances and things like that too so. yeah well okay then i'll say like again matching the energy and also having those hard conversations and and um approaching conflict so instead of just like not like you you know show up for it because i can think of one friend like we we've had to like call each other out on it if they were not acting right of like that's not what you do to a friend you don't treat a friend that way or you don't treat anybody that way and then you know it's you know might cause a little argument might have a spit and not like talk for you know a couple days or whatever but then at the end of the day we're like you know what you're right I'm sorry or and I think being able to apologize and acknowledge you're wrong because no one ever wants to I don't like to but then I have to take a step back and be like step out of your pride and remember that you're not perfect what although i've been told otherwise (laughs) and then that brings me to like a just a bonus question i guess how do you keep your peace if you've had friends like that that maybe you've hurt and you're just like i would apologize if they would just talk to me or tell me what happened or what i did wrong how do you keep that peace knowing that you may not get that opportunity to apologize to a friend or redeem yourself for a mistake that you've made I just forgive myself and I move forward 
because at the end of the day, I can only, I'm only responsible for my actions. So if I reached out to you and I'm like, listen, at this season of my life, I'm matured now. I realize the errors of my ways. I'm going to reconcile And you're just like, okay, well, no, I'm still feeling this. You're more than welcome to feel that type of way because I invoke pain and hurt in your life in whatever capacity. But I have to now be like, okay, like, because I did this, this is the consequence of that. And now I have to live with my truth and, and my reality. But for me, the fact that I just was able to set my ego aside and actually reach out to that person and be like, you know, I've, I've done this to mm-hmm. you. If you're willing to get back into the ring with me, we can move forward. If not, it's okay. I think that for me is what shows growth. Yeah, I agree. And like acknowledging that, like, we may be the villain I'm in some people's story. I'm the, villain. Hard. I'm the problem. <laughs> as hard as it is, because, um, you know, but, but yeah, I guess you just have to like, I think that's the gift of the curse with all of us. Mm -hmm. Huh? I think that's the gift and the curse with all of us. When we're willing to be able to have that hard conversation or, and I hate this term, but the calling out of like, Hey, you're, you know, doing this, like that's hard for people to hear. So you kind of have to, Mm -hmm. you know, embrace that. You might lose that friend for a little while. Both chap, like both of you, there's been chapters where Carly and I didn't really speak because I, you know, may have said something she didn't like. I can remember Devin was like, I don't think that this part of your life I'm supposed to be in or something like sure. that. I believe she said that to you. <laughs> and Nadine yelled at me for saying that. I did yell at you. I went to war for you. I remember that day. She did. Devin was just like, no, Devin was like, oh, she did. I'm, like, I'm upset. I'm like, dude, you're a jerk. Like, like, you <laughs> like, like, to talk to her that way because, like, you have, you like, you have meltdowns like every other day. You know what I mean? But her biggest thing is she wanted to go to the beach. Like, Devin, just because you want to go to the beach and Carly's going through this does not mean what she's going through is not valid. Like, take a step back. And an expression that, that she always likes to tell me, which is true, you don't burn down the schoolhouse just because you graduated. Like, just because you passed this obstacle in your life does not mean when the next person is going through it, you're going to be like insensitive, like, okay, well, you know what? Just get over him. Like, no, you have to allow them to go through the process, how they see fit. It's not your journey, their journey. And and I'll agree though, that like, I can see how it's so hard that once you get through something to remember how it felt through it, because like, I feel like now that I've kind of gone through that, but like these feelings are like coming back. I'm like, why? is this happening how do I deal like I forgot how to deal with it when it's me going through it or like even if I have friends that are going through it I'm like why are you bothered by this but then I'm like oh I was bothered for like a year so I get it but you know so um but it's hard to remind yourself of the pain that you went through because you don't want to remember that so you're still too fragile but I just want to repeat that quote again because I think that's one of our favorite quotes right now is don't burn the schoolhouse down just because you graduated. And that if mm-hmm. you just constantly repeat that to, your, to yourself, you will give so much more compassion to the world. And mm-hmm. I think we need a little bit more of that. I read something on LinkedIn and I'm not going to, I'm going to butcher it, but it was something of like, when you move up, um like whether it's like in a job or something and you move up in ranks they say it's like something like cognitive that you actually forget what it's like to not know what you know and so it's harder to have empathy for someone who is going through something that you already went through so it was like just a but i feel like that could be used like in life in general of like 
remember like there was a time when you didn't know how to maybe navigate or regulate your emotions so try to have some patience and empathy for someone now that you're dealing with who may not know how to do that but it is hard so and it's just like, good answer also it is also a choice because we could get in our heads and be like okay well i'm the boss now so i have to have like the boss mentality but for me with all of my employees with everyone that is around me it's like i practice servant leadership where like i'm as weak as my um uh, i'm as weak as my weakest link right so for me to be mm-hmm. like okay well i'm here and and you're here that doesn't make me feel superior because in order for us to all grow and thrive together, we all need to be at this level. I want no one in my circle to be mediocre. Matter of fact, if anyone in my circle is mediocre, I'm going to have to give you the boot because I don't hang with mediocrity. So I think oftentimes we just have to take a step back and just, you know, help guide that person through the journeys that, that we've gone through. And, and remember, like, mm-hmm. yes, you're or or I always go back to the Lion King. I love the Lion King where he teaches Simba that, you know. From the very beginning, like you don't like like our bodies when we die, we become the grass. I know that everyone's gonna like like love Lion King, but it's the circle of life. So from the very bottom, you respect that person, even if it's the person that throws out your trash in the office. Guess what? Mm-hmm. If they weren't there, your office would stink. So with that being said, you need mm-hmm. to hold them in high regard and you need to like, you know, like respect them because they have a function, they have a role. So so long yeah. as we make a valid effort to remember that because of course as we grow just like you said we kind of forget those um tears we kind of tell ourselves we choose to forget them because like no one wants to go back to eating oodles and noodles but know that they still exist and that people are still eating Mm -hmm. that you know and like not to think Mm -hmm. less of them that they are eating that but to kind of like be able to be human i.e our name and to get down to their level and eat oodles and noodles with them and be like listen i've been there we can get to where I'm at to caviar together. And so I agree because I feel like one thing like with emotions, but in general is like you have to meet people where they're at, because if you're going to meet them where you're at, they might not be there yet and they don't know how to match you there. And then you're going to cause confusion. So like in like, even like, you know, if you are talking to a friend and they're struggling with a relationship and you're like, just, just get over it or whatever. They can't, they're in the middle of it. You have to meet them where they're at and and kind of be in their shoes and think like, okay, like if I was in that, I couldn't just walk away and leave. Like you are invested in that. So it's like, you have to, you know, no one's gonna change just like that, you know? So you have to meet them where they're at. And then like you said, like kind of guide them and help them, but they can only change if they want to, you know? So we have to remember that too. We don't want to like, baby someone if they just yeah, keep they like, have to show effort you know the person has to like show effort. we'll provide them with yeah. the steps to success but desire mm-hmm. can't be taught you have to want to get to those steps as well your own time yeah like if they just keep repeating the cycle i can't help you you know you have to make that that effort to want to yeah, end that cycle and it's hard and it's scary and you know i think that's i think it's more of like like going into the unknown of like, okay, well, if I don't continue this cycle that I'm familiar with, but I know it's damaging, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I know I know what's gonna happen here, you know? Like we're, we're creatures of habit, so. And that's what I love about this um, and bringing all of us together is because I think I was totally 
it was totally okay for my boundary to tell Carly that in that moment. Maybe I didn't deliver it the right way and I'm working on my delivery of messages, <laughs> but that is my boundary. And or and this podcast is great, a reminder for me as well that it is hard being human. Whatever side of the fence you're on, whether you're the one that's struggling or you're the one who's leaning and being the healer for your friend or family member or whatever. But I thought it was totally okay for me to put that boundary with Carly, like, hey, I can't be, I'm probably not the best person for this part of your journey. And that hurt my feelings to say that to her. And I'm sure that hurt you too. But we have to figure out that balance because you might think, okay, a year is enough. This person needs to get over it. But maybe that person needs two years. And maybe we just need Mm -hmm. to kind of like, okay, well, I have to now put my energy elsewhere. I'll be kind. I'll be sweet. I'll show them compassion. But I have my own traumas I'm trying to deal with as well. So (laughs) it goes back to it's hard being human. Yeah. And then I think like you said, like that was your boundary. And then my boundary was saying like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. like I can't beg for you to be in my life if this is what your choice is. And and I think that's the biggest thing is like, we need to set boundaries with ourselves because once we set boundaries with ourselves, it's going to overflow. And, and if you didn't have anything to give to me, I don't, I wouldn't want you there to support because it wouldn't have been effective, you know? Mm-hmm. So we have to remember too, like if we keep pouring and pouring into people, it we're we have to make sure that we're pouring into ourselves and pouring into ourselves is setting boundaries. If we know we are not going to be effective in that situation, then I'm gonna remove myself. Yes, one hundred percent. Great answers. All right. So now that we've been um oh one day I'll go into a little more detail about just how vulnerable both of you have become over the years. Um and how grateful I am that both of you are so open now. Um, But maybe you guys can answer this better. When was the moment you decided you weren't going to hold back anymore? With Nadine, you know, you've been a very private person. You kind of, you know, there's a piece of you that I always saw you as vulnerable because I'm your best friend. So I always got that side. But then, you know, with us being long distance, we've had to, I've had to adjust to you being around your circle or when you come into my circle and respecting those boundaries. And then I'd be like, oh, well, I didn't know you're so vulnerable with me. And, you know, so now that you're willing to have and speak out in a podcast, what do you, when do you think that moment was of like, I'm so tired of holding in these feelings. I'm about to like, just shine bright for the world. To see. I don't, as I'm like twirling, cause I feared this was going to happen because my chair is like all over, but I'm going to try to like keep it together for you guys. I don't feel like there was one particular moment. I think it's uh, pretty much a evolution within my career, within my personal life, within everything, because I started cutting or, or not caring about, um, and like everyone's expectations of me over time. Granted, I still care. I'm 33 and I still fear the idea of my mom not approving of my tattoo, but at the same time, like now I'm just like, if she's just like, Hey, I don't like it. I'd be like, cool. That's your decision. That's your opinion. It means what it means to me. You're entitled to have your opinion. I'm entitled to have mine. A lot of people do not like this version of me and I'm okay with that. I'm so, actually, I love it because for me at this point in life, it's, it's not bending to anybody's ideal of what Nadine is, could be they, what they want to be, what they, whatever. It's just who I am. I'm unapologetically me. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like the version of me that's in front of you right now, that's cool. You can hit unsubscribe. I'm okay with that because I'm not for everyone, nor do I want to be for everyone. So I think for a lot of the girls in my past, that was their biggest thing. They're just like, who are you right now? Like you're nasty or whatever. No, I'm who I am. You're just not happy that, that I'm no longer like a puppet to you. And it's like your manipulation or your views of me 
like no longer matter. You can tell me, well, I thought that you were this. Okay, well, it's a thought. Like, you know, people are like, oh, well, you're so disrespectful. Not really, it's the truth. If you feel disrespected by my truth, God bless. I don't care. So I'm living my life now on, on a different note where it's like I'm not going out to hurt people intentionally because that's never been who I am. But now it's just like if you come with anything to my or if you bring any type of stress and or any type of negativity that is not like normal every day. Like, of course, there's obstacles. Of course, there's stress. I'm not going to eliminate you out of my life like because you're going through um, a season, but I now know my boundaries. If what you bring to the table interferes with my core values, respectfully, I'm going to tell you that you didn't make the cut for this season of my life. Maybe next season, but not this season. So I've learned boundaries on all aspects with everyone. I will deactivate your code from my front door. I will block you on Instagram. I am unapologetically searching for peace. So if that's not what you come along with, then you're out, but it's okay. You can still subscribe. What did you say last conversation? You said, uh, I'm perfect. I'm imperfectly yeah. perfect. Right. And I really think we, um, that will be a theme for us for sure. Car Carly, when did you realize that being vulnerable was more important to you? Um, or your breakthrough um, moment. I'm, I'm going to get deep here Do it, girl. because it's a moment that like, uh, it just sticks in my head. So like, obviously, you know, I was in a very like toxic relationship. And I think towards the end, um, when I realized like, oh, I'm not happy. And I can remember, it was the day that I realized it, it had to end. And I was in therapy. And I remember telling my therapist, like, I don't even want to get out of bed in the morning. Like, I struggle to get out of bed. I struggle. I have to force myself. Like, I just want to lay in bed. And she was like, Carly, like these, that's like depression. And I was like, no, no. And, and I think that was like the moment that I was like, I'm not okay. And I don't ever want to feel like that again. And, and I remember like going into my parents' room and I was like bawling and my dad was on the phone. And he was like, I gotta call you back. And he was like, what's wrong? And I just started bawling and it was just like that moment of like I'm not okay and it's okay to say that I'm not okay but I I'm going to now voice anytime that I'm not okay because I don't ever want to put myself in a situation where I'm buried so deep that I don't want to get out of bed in the morning so like I think that was like like and I still have my moments like obviously and like I I I it's a balance because there are still times where I'm like, oh, I don't want to say anything like, you know, but I think I won't ever let myself get that deep into something. But that was like a very like breakthrough moment where she was just like, you're literally telling me signs of depression. And I was like, no, like I, I did not want to admit that I was depressed or like going through depression because like, to me, I'm like, no, like, that's not me. That's not who I am. But like when she said it and I was just like, and that's when I was like, okay, like I have to do something. I can't, this can't be my life. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make some changes here. So. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the same thing for me. I think relationships with your friends or just relationship, like your intimate relationships, you learn so much. So no matter, mm -hmm. you know, how many partners it's taken or how many times someone's been married or every partner is here to teach you something like different about yourself. Um, and I think for me too, it was the same thing and how perspiration started was when I was once upon a time engaged, Nadine, do you I remember? I do not, but go ahead. 
um, but um, putting up that boundary of like that person just kind of like fell in my lap. And we've all had relationships like that where it was just like all of a sudden now this is just happening. And so then you get so deep where it's just like, okay, when do I end this? How do I end this? And you know that feeling in your gut, that like something's not right. And once I found out he cheated, I was like, this is it. I am never, ever letting someone just fall into my lap again. I am not suffering in silence for anybody. And over the year, obviously, it takes a long time to learn how to use your voice and respect people's boundaries and, and roar, but not like in a disrespectful way. And so I think that was the most important um, when, when I realized how important vulnerability was of just like sharing your feelings. Because if you don't, you know, I've known women who have died of alcoholism and they had mm-hmm. partners that weren't healthy partners for them and they you could die like that's how serious if you yeah. won't be vulnerable and you won't share your feelings and what you really want you'll end up with a life you don't want to have and i just like i'll say like i i want to say it was kristen bell the actress but i can't remember but she has this quote that's like honesty without tact is just cruelty mm-hmm. and so it's like you can be honest but you can also give that honesty in a way that someone will take it. And like, I had saw this video that was like another way to explain it is like, if you were to serve someone a meal of like uncooked vegetables, uncooked meat, totally all the time. Yes. Nadine told me that, that and I shared it with someone just the other day. Go ahead. It's the best. Mm-hmm. I love it. But if you, if you give them a plate of food of uncooked vegetables and meat, they're going to receive it, but are they going to receive any nourishment? No. But if you give them a plate of cooked food, a nice home cooked meal, they're going to get nourishment. Same way of how you approach someone. Like, I don't think people realize that tone is so important. Like I say this all the time to people and they're like, I'm just being honest. You can be nice. You can, you can deliver a message nicely and someone is going to take it so much better than if you just come at them and like, well, I'm being honest okay and you're also being a bitch like you can be honest and 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 deliver in a way that someone's going to take that in and and actually hear what you're saying but i think if you just deliver a message rudely no one is going to take that in they're not they're gonna immediately their their guard is gonna go up they're gonna become defensive they're not gonna hear what you're saying and i think that's the most important thing and i think that's like one thing that I'm also trying to learn because I know sometimes I know sometimes I can get where I'm like in a in a <clears throat> mood when I'm and I just like will shoot my shots and I have to remember like how would I want to hear things um, and I you know I try to think of it that way but yeah I saw that video too and I was just like that you know I can't stand when people are like well I'm being honest with you okay like there's ways to be honest and be nice. Trust me, I'm learning. I have failed many times and I'm trying my best to be a healer in this world and, and navigate through my trauma and not be a blunt person because it, it, it's not nice. It's not nice. Mm-hmm. Um, my, yeah. my last question, I'm wondering about our first impressions of each other. Um, obviously, Nadine and I met when we were 10 years old at a little slumber party and she wanted me to dance. And I was so shy and we were having a dance. Do you remember what song it was? I'm sure it was like an NSYNC song. I can't remember. We should, we need to figure that out. Let's back that ass up. It was. (laughs) I mean, granted it was a clean version, but you know, if I listen, throw it on, I'll back it up, you know? (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> we were in fifth grade. I'm not sure if um, there was te- definitely chaperones there. I'm not sure if they were playing that for I us. Def- I remember it. Okay, my memory is keen. <laughs> okay, for our safety patrol trip, back that ass up. I think it was. <laughs> Did that song come out? I, mean, I think so. Where you grew up. I thought it was in sync. No, you know, it's been our like alma mater, like for sure. Like in sync is always our like our comfort place. We've gone through so many songs, like so many like groups and everything, and they they all identify with us at that time, which whichever time it it is in our lives or whatever. But yes, we met on our safety patrol trip because I was a safety patrol. Yes. And she came over to me and said, she um, told me to dance. And at that time I was very developed for a fifth grader and I didn't have a brawn because we were all going to bed and they just sprung up this little dance party with us. And so I didn't have my little training bra on. (laughs) I don't have a bra on. And Nadine was like, okay. (laughs) And she just went back and started dancing to back that ass up, I guess. We honestly, I don't remember much after that. I just remember I, like, it was just I, moving on the train with best one friends. group of girls going, and I think on the way back, <laughs> they were all crushed. They were just like, So, you just left the squad. And for me, at a very young age, if I find something better, it's not personal, it's business. I'm going to go in that direction. I'm mean, going to respectfully tell everybody you didn't make the cut, but on our way back, I decided to sit with Devin. <laughs> I changed my meeting. Yeah. <laughs> and now we've been sitting with each other ever yes. since. So, um, yeah, and Carly and Devin, your fam. Huh? <laughs> I said your fam. Yeah, but we didn't meet until I feel like a little later in life. So I love and respect Carly now. She's like my best friend. But at the same time, once upon a time, she was my baby cousin who just wanted me to paint her nails and do her hair. And <laughs> and I feel like for so long that is how you saw me. I feel like until like mid college, because I feel like even days, then you. Uh... <laughs> But I feel like, like, even in, like, the beginning of Avalon days, it was still a little bit, and then, like, I think it grew. Yeah. But, yeah, no, and I can remember one time you um, you guys, like, came to our old house, and, like, they were like, oh, Devin cleaned your room, and I was, like, so excited, and then I went in, and you, like, just shoved shit everywhere, like, in random, and I was, I was like, this girl did not clean my room, I just gotta go back and redo it the right way, <laughs> but I, she did not clean my room. And then I remember there was, a, there, there was a time I think I was like in middle school and I don't know what was going on, but my mom, we drove to like Boca like almost every weekend. I can remember my mom being like, do you want to come to Boca? And we just were like every weekend, I felt like we were going down to Boca. Um, yeah, that's true. And then so what are, do you guys have any first impressions of each other or when I've, you know, I, of course, I think we talked about this a little bit, how I always introduce Carly and then versus how I introduce Nadine. We're wrapping uh, everything up as <laughs> we're coming towards the end of our segment. I will keep, I will say that my first impression of Carly was literally as Devin described, you know, um, it was, <laughs> it was great. She rose to the occasion. Um, I don't like, yes, you do. You show up Maybe. for me. I don't like like girls that are less like, you know, too shy or whatever. I like a person who has a personality. For me, I'm always like, if you stand for nothing, you fall for everything. So if you don't have a personality, it's not for me. It, you're just a lot. But you, you know, captivated my attention from the very beginning. I was like, okay, you know, Devin certified you. Yeah, so let's see what it do. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, I guess the same thing. 
saying like you I just feel like I have to trust Devin's like you know taste well we are we, we and where's <laughs> like, <laughs> Devin's taste right my intuition let's her intuition, her intuition. Friends. Okay. okay okay yeah and so like I knew you were like Devin's not gonna hang out with someone who doesn't have a personality you know what I mean I will say one thing and I still think it and I've been I've been meaning to send it in our text and I haven't but I'm still shocked to this day that you have a dog because I don't see you as a dog person. I That's the one thing. Person. She wasn't. I, I I am I a dog person. You know, Echo and I we've been through a lot, you know. Um today's her birthday, <laughs> yeah. by the way. She's ten. Okay. Um she's yes, happy birthday. I think she's the best dog for me in this season of my life because she doesn't demand or require very much of me. And I think that's why we get along beautifully. Like, I could forget to feed Echo. And so, you know, I get a dirty look, but it's not like a dog that's in your face, like, needy. So I think for my personality type, she's amazing. Because if I had a dog that was in my face, I would probably just, like, you know, put you in a closet. Respectfully. That is so, I don't think you can imagine if she had Blue. No. Oh, Devin, have you ever met Blue? Yeah, I met Blue. Um, oh, Blue is Carly's dog. Like you, your children are. Yeah, my, yeah. Echo like, is me. Echo is like Echo has my attitude. <laughs> She's not. She has snobbish ways, and I, I, I love it. She's very particular which dogs to walk down the the sidewalk with, and I'm. Like, I'm a little offended by Debbie's <laughs> comment. Um, <laughs> you guys are your dogs, okay? My dog is I mean, She's out of control. It's. <laughs> Blue is spoiled. She does whatever she wants. She will get up in your face. And um, sh she doesn't see anything wrong with that. Is there a difference? And well, Echo. Echo won't get up in your face. Are you describing me? Echo doesn't, like, she doesn't care enough about you to get up in your face. She'll just walk away. She's her mother's child. Like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna engage. We're just gonna walk away and be like, <laughs> we're not gonna engage. We have better things to do. Blue is interested in every single person that walks into that door and will not leave you alone. Will bring you her. Oh, Echo doesn't want to play with anybody. This morning, ever. This is my. Oh. this is Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> you are your um children. What is that? <laughs> Nadine bought me. Nadine. I did, and um, this is my security. Yeah. So this is this is about as much responsibility. That's as okay. Baby steps. <laughs> I can barely handle it. Some days I want to drop her off at the pound, but then I know they're gonna drop her back off to me. So. <laughs> I know. I'm like blue. If you don't get yourself together right now, that <laughs> I love this segment, and and I know you're getting well, ready to wrap it up. I love us sharing everything. Yes, and this is just a little sneak peek of what is to come in our future endeavors. And if you enjoyed this little teaser, um, check out our Instagram social, but also um, come back and listen to our first episode, which will be airing on Valentine's Day, February 14th, and it'll be called It Takes a Tribe. So, or It Takes a Village, I'm so sorry. But... Check it out, February 14th, Valentine's, Galentine's Day. Maybe you get with your girls and listen to our episode. Good night, guys. Bye.